Well, we're in Exodus, and we're slowly moving through there. And so if you want to take your Bibles and turn to Exodus, I've really got a, a mini-sermon. I'm going to grab that from your chair. Thank you. I really have a mini-sermon, and uh, because I didn't want to miss this, I got a couple of emails this week just asking questions, and I like that, um, um, uh, about one of the verses. So I want to go over uh, uh, one of these areas. Some people don't touch it because they think it's uncomfortable, but uh, is this yours, Wacey? Because I don't want to drink after you by accident. I want you to have that. Oh, no. Catch the Wacy disease. Okay, here we go. I don't know what that is. But, well, and uh, hey, and those who are watching uh, live, thank you, uh, live stream. Thanks for being here today. And uh, hope y'all are guys having a great summer. Are y'all having a great summer so far? That's good. Well, um, this uh, message uh, is really uh, about uh, that we need to take care of some things. So Moses has been told by God that he needs to go tell uh, Pharaoh, hey, listen, you need to say, let my people go. And remember, I always remind you of the 20 years of uh, the 40-year sections of 40 years that Moses was uh, being educated by the Egyptians, uh, being probably educated in the arts of war. He was being educated uh, in hieroglyphics, all those different things that they were known for. And then he was, the next 40 years, he's in the desert, and he has a lot of alone time, but during that time, he gets married, and he has children. And he didn't do something he should have done when his boy was born. And uh, one of the things he didn't do is he didn't circumcise him. Now, for us, we, that's where people had asked me, hey, Pat, what does it mean? Because there comes a point we're going to read that they should have, he should have circumcised his son, but he never did. And circumcision, even though it's uncomfortable for us when you talk about it, 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 it was a mark that was meant for the people of Israel, something they should have done, and he didn't do it. And if it weren't for his wife, so here we are on Father's Day, uh, and happy Father's Day to all of you, but uh, here's the thing, as, as a father, he failed that day. And God wanted him to remember to do that to his child because that, it was all about that covenant that was made with the people of Israel. So the two emails I got said, hey, would you speak on this? I think one of them was, I dare you to speak about circumcision, and that doesn't bother me. And the other one was probably a true question, so I'll answer that. But it really got me to even dig in, uh, deeper into uh, Scripture. And so this first part, I want you to know there are some things that Moses should have, I, I call this part of it, to take care. There's certain things that you would need to take care of. Everybody with me? So remember, anything about that we read in Exodus, what I want you to understand is that we're going to try to find that application for the day, for us today. There are some cultural things that we'll read in the Bible that really, don't, it's hard to apply to us. But then there are some things where it says, you know, in scriptures that God is the same yesterday, today, and forever. So what that means, there are certain promises that were meant for all people. And, uh, and I believe some of these are within this uh, message, but also things that we can take and apply to our own lives that we need to take care of. So the first part of this is this. It says, and so Moses went back, and it's Exodus chapter 4, 18. That's where we start. We stopped in verse 17. And it says, so Moses went back home to Jethro, his father-in-law, and he says, please let me return to my relatives in Egypt. And Moses said, I don't even know if they are still alive. And Jethro said, go in peace. Uh, he replied, go in peace. So I want you to know, even though God told him, um, even God told him, he said, I need you to go do this. He did the right thing. He had to go back and take care of some things to be a man of integrity. And so one of the things I think in this message is that we should take care of our integrity. He did not just take God's word and say, I'm going. He went back to Jethro and said, listen, I know I've made a promise to you. I know that I work for you and I need to tell you 
God's asked me to do this. I'm asking for, for your blessing that I can go ahead and leave. Can you handle all these sheep? Can you handle all these things? And that was the integrity. He went back and he said, listen, um, I, I need to go back and tell my master. And that is what God, I believe, wanted him to do. So he took care of, of his integrity. And then this, watch this. It says, before Moses left Midian, uh, Midian the, the Lord said to him, return to Egypt for all those who wanted to kill you have died. So the next thing I want you to understand as I was reading this is that, is that he knew uh, that there was a chance when he went back, there would be some people, remember, that hated him, wanted to kill him. Even some of the Hebrews uh, wanted to, just didn't like him. And then, remember, uh, the Egyptians wanted to kill him. So he's thinking, I got to go back there and um, I, I may die. And then God said, hey, listen, I've, I've taken care of you. And so I want you to know when God asks us to live a certain way, watch this. When God asks you to have faith, when God asks you to, or me, to forgive somebody, when God asks you to be patient with somebody, listen, you need to understand that this is what God is telling him. Hey, listen, I've taken care of everything in advance. Remember, we learned that a couple of weeks ago. And so I need you to take care of your faith. So he took care of his faith and said, well, I'm just going to step out there and take care of this because I have faith that what God said is true, that my enemies are taken care of. I'm not going to have to battle that part. Look, it says, and so then, uh, so Moses took his wife and his sons, put them on a donkey and headed back to the land of Egypt in his hand. Uh, he carried the staff of God. So what do we learn here? Now watch this. He took care of his integrity. He put his faith in check, but also he went back and he took care of his family. And for this to be Father's Day, man, we need to take care of our families. Uh, so the whole thing of this first part of this message is that God was saying, I, I want you to go do this, and you take care of your family. As a father, uh, I, my family is vitally important. Even as a staff, I tell them, look, it's God, family, then your work. Now, do your work, but remember, your family. So sometimes the staff will come in and go, hey, uh, um, my kid's sick. And I go, go. Get your work done and go, uh, because that's the family, right? Hey, I need, I, need to, I need to be gone for a couple hours because I've got to go to the Thanksgiving dinner at the school. Go. That's your family. Take care of your family. Now, some of you don't have that freedom, I know, but I, I think family is so important. You know, I want to see my, my, my girls. I want to I, I visit with them and be able to catch up with them. So take care of your family, no matter what. And then he says this, he says, uh, the, it says, and the Lord told Moses, when you arrive back in Egypt, go to Pharaoh and perform all the miracles I have, uh, have empowered you to do, but I will harden his heart so he will refuse to let the people go. Uh, listen, uh, that's the thing I think as you see through Moses, he forgot over and over again. He forgot that part. Oh, oh, I'm going to harden uh, Pharaoh's heart. It says, then uh, you will tell him, this is what the Lord says. Israel is my firstborn son. And then he says, I command you, let my son go so he can worship me. But since you have refused, I will now kill your firstborn son. Can you imagine getting that message and going, I got to go tell this Pharaoh that if you don't let us go, he's going he's gonna to kill your son. You know, and here, here's Pharaoh. He's a god. They see him as a god. He's going, no, no, no. I'm the one that's important here. And then it says, on the way to Egypt at a place where Moses and his family had stopped for the night, the Lord confronted him and was about to kill him. We read over that. 
There was a moment where uh, uh, he needed to take care of something and he didn't. And the Lord was going, listen, you need to take care of these things. Because it's all about this covenant and this promise I made. If you are with me, say, oh, yeah. Look what he did. He says, uh, he says, but Moses' wife, Zipporah, took a flint knife and circumcised her son. She touched his feet with the foreskin and said, now you are a bridegroom of the blood to me. So at that moment, his wife knew that, listen, this is what you're missing. You have not done this. And that's why God was going, you hadn't taken care of the things you need to take care of. And in the past, you made a mistake, and I'm using you at this point, but you have not thought about something as a father you were supposed to do. Now, fathers, listen, that is our part as a leader in the family. There are things that are difficult for us to do that we have to do, right? We have to tell our children the truth. We have to be, uh, we have to be a parent to our children, not just that friend. We are parents, and parenting is hard. But guys, I want you to understand something. This is a great picture of your wife being your partner, of your wife being your soulmate, of your wife sometimes looking at you and saying, listen, I got, we've got to take care of this. I know it about you, but you don't know it about you. You've forgotten this. And if it weren't for his wife, listen, what would have happened, I wonder? So his wife said, listen, you didn't do this with your son. You weren't the father you were supposed to be. You have not even taken our son and separated him by this mark that is very close to this covenant that God made. And so listen, uh, what I learned from this is you need to take care of your past. That if there's anything in the past that you haven't done, go ahead and do it. If it's an apology that you need to make, go ahead and do it, right? Uh, in, in many, uh, with counseling and many divorces, it's amazing, or with many even uh, either divorces or, or even just people in counseling situations with their couple, I always walk in, and one of the first things I tell them, hey, listen, uh, I need to tell both of you, you're both at fault. I already know that you're both at fault. Because even if somebody had an affair on you, okay, it doesn't mean it was your fault. But then all of a sudden, maybe how you handled that made it worse. Right? So if somebody, uh, uh, not in a, not an affair situation, but in, in a family, in a couple situation, most of the time, guys, it's, it's not one-sided. Right? Even the person that did you wrong, that was totally wrong, how you handled it could have made the problem worse. That you didn't take it to the Lord. That you didn't say, let's try to reconcile. That you didn't try your best. Everything, I tell you, everything you look at, two men who are just kind of, uh, mad at one another, two women who are upset at one another. I guarantee you, if we get down to it, both at fault. Somebody said something that started it, that's their fault, and somebody did something that kept it going. So sometimes you need to go back and take care of your past, and that's a great message for all of us. And Moses needed to go back and do what he was supposed to do as a father. For you dads, even though it's Dad's Day, maybe you need to go back even and uh, apologize uh, to your, your, your adult children and say, listen, I know I made this mistake. And all that does is make a better relationship. Maybe as a mother, you need to go back to your mom and say, listen, I haven't forgiven you this for this, and it's causing problems for us. I really don't like you coming over, and I don't like being with you because you're negative toward me. And go ahead and do, take care of those past. The longer you let it bottle, what's going to happen? It's, gonna, it's just going to simmer. And man, the pop's going to top, pop off, and you're going to say things that you really shouldn't have said, right? 
How many of you walked away from conversations before that you, you think, okay, I need to walk away now? You've really caught yourself. I need to go away. Anybody ever done that? Yeah. Yeah, that's wise out of you. Walk away. Now, some of you going, I can't do that. I just, I spew. Yeah. And it's terrible when I go off on somebody, right? Well, and then you got a bigger mess. So take care of your past. Uh, so that's the first part of this. And look at this. It says, uh, after this uh, presentation to Israel's leaders, Moses and Aaron went and spoke to Pharaoh. And they told him, this is what the Lord, the God of Israel says. Let my people go so that they may have a festival in my honor in the wilderness. All right. And the last thing is you need to take care of your mission. So what's your mission? My mission as a pastor is that's my mission. My mission is to shepherd you. My mission is to tell people about Christ. My mission is to tell you, encourage you to tell others about Christ. You have a mission, and your mission is all for the glory of God, and your mission is uh, to uh, bring people into this church, to bring people into Christ. That's your mission. And then your mission is to live your life in such, such a way that you would be, now listen to this, I always say this, that you would be worthy of imitation. I want to live my life in such a way that I'm worthy of imitation, that if somebody said, man, I see that guy, I like that guy, I like what he's doing, and I, I like his mannerisms, and I like, I like what he says and how he says it, I like his heart, I like his passion, I like his grace, I like his mercy, I like his humanity, I like his realness. If that's why, and that's not me being arrogant, it's just that, I want people to see that. So I'm very careful about what I say. I, I don't write much on Facebook unless it's dumb and funny. Uh, I don't, I don't want to I don't want to sway anybody anyway other than listen. Uh, I, I want you to know I want to do my best that if any child were to imitate me and you should say same if any adult if any new believer that I would be worthy of that imitation. And that sounds arrogant but if we all did a better job at that then people would begin to follow and they would be following the right thing. Even when you make a mistake to say you're sorry. I have said I'm sorry for things over and over again because I'm just human. And that goes further along than it does not to say you're sorry. If you're with me, say, oh, yeah. So take care of your mission. Take care of your mission of living a godly life. Take care of your mission about, about having joy and not being so negative. Take care of the mission of living the fruits of the Spirit and acting the way God wants you and I to act. Our attitudes, how we treat lost people who don't know Christ and how we treat each other who do know Christ. So take care of the mission. All right, that's the mini sermon. Here's the, here's the real sermon because I want us to get on. So I answered that question that people wanted. So this part is called catching your spiritual breath. And I just want to go through this. And really, this, this will go very quick. And, uh, but it's, it's a beautiful, uh, there's a word in the, in the Hebrew that we'll read in just a few minutes. It's the word called despondent. Uh, the people were despondent. And that word despondent, when you read it, when you hear it, it means to catch your breath, right? And uh, the Hebrews were trying to catch their breath of being slaves for, for so long. So let's read this, and then uh, the points are right at the end. So we're going to read a lot of scripture, but that's good, good for us. Then the Lord said to, to Moses, Now you shall see what I will do uh, to Pharaoh, for under compulsion... He, was let, he, he will let them go. And under compulsion, he will drive them out of his land. And God spoke further to Moses, said to him, uh, said to him I am the Lord. It says, 
And now I yellowed these words and highlighted these words because I want you to look at this. It says, and I appeared to Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob as God Almighty, but my name, Lord, I did not make myself known to them. But he appeared. Everybody listen. Once you remember that, he appeared. Because he's appeared to you in your time of questioning. He's appeared to you in, in, in me in our times of having a great burden. He has appeared. We couldn't see him physically, but he, he was there, or he is there. And then it says, uh, it says, I also established my covenant with them to give them the land of Canaan, the land in which uh, uh, they sojourn. I established my covenant. This goes back to him being our promise keeper. Then it says this. Hey, David, I may need you to, or, or Jason, I may need you to go. It's, it's not doing it real well. Go to the next one there. It says, uh, furthermore, I have heard. Look at those words. I have heard. So I appeared. I established. I heard the groaning of the sons of Israel because the Egyptians are holding them in bondage. And I have remembered. That's that promise keeper. I have remembered my covenant. And then he says, say therefore to the sons of Israel, I am the Lord. And here's what we're going to look at these points. I will bring you out from under the burdens of the Egyptians. And I will deliver you from their bondage. And I will also redeem you with an outstretched arm and with great judgment, judgments. And then, look, I will take you for my people. And I will be your God. And you shall know that I am the Lord your God who brought you up from under the burdens of the Egyptians. And it says, I will bring you to the land which I swore to give to Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob. And I will give it to you for your possession. See that? I will bring. I will give. And it says, uh, so Moses spoke. Uh, it's not going so Moses spoke those to the sons of Israel, but they did not listen to Moses on account of their, here it is, despondency and cruel bondage. In, a, in response to their despondency, and, and apart from their, they're trying to catch your breath. Everybody look right here. Have you ever just gotten so overwhelmed with something that you're dealing with, a decision, or how something happened, a relationship? It's almost like you, you just can't catch your breath. That's this picture. That's this beautiful uh, picture of what the Hebrews are going for, uh, we're dealing with. They couldn't catch their breath because the burden was so heavy. It's an amazing look uh, that we could uh, at how life is and how we can uh, take a look at it ourselves and say, wow, I can't catch my breath either because of my burden. It says, now the Lord spoke to Moses, and he was saying this. He's saying uh, go tell Pharaoh and king of Egypt to let the sons of Israel go out of his land. But Moses spoke before the Lord, saying, Behold, the sons of Israel have not listened to me. How then will Pharaoh listen to me? For I am unskilled in speech. And then the Lord spoke to Moses and Aaron and gave them a, char a charge of the sons of Israel to Pharaoh, king of Egypt, to bring the sons of Israel out of the land of Egypt. Isn't that amazing that uh, he, Moses always brought up, man, I, I just don't know, I don't know if I can do this. I, I, I went back to them again. Everybody, everybody look at me, because you realize how important this is, a point for all of us to learn? Because we always look at God and say, I've tried. Listen, forgiveness is not working. They're not moving. It's not your job to move people. It's not your job to change people. 
Your job is to do what you're called to do. Your job is to, to act the way that you want to act. No, your job is to act the way that God wants you to act, to have the attitude. And listen, there are times that we all get in that, uh, that fight within ourselves that, well, we just don't want to do that. And we give up. We give up. We give up on our marriages. We give up on, on our jobs. We give up on our spouses. We give up on our children. And we just become laxed. And those are the times that you have to remember what God told Moses that was good for us. It may be a burden, whatever you're going through, at your job, whatever it is. But listen, here's the I wills uh, that I, I, wa- I wanted you to see, if you'll bring those back up, that I'll bring you through your burden. So the message for us today is that I don't know what you're burdened about, but I know this. He was telling the people of Israel, I'm going to bring you through your burden. Listen, and here's the thing. It was up to Moses to help them get through that burden. Some of you are supposed to help people out of their burdens. How's that? You're really supposed to help people out of their burdens. You're supposed to be that friend that God called you to be. What are you burdened about? Well, God, just like Moses, he'll bring you uh, through the burden. Doesn't mean the burden will go away. He's going to bring you through the burden. And I love this. And then I'll deliver you from the burden. Stay the course. Not only will bring you through it, but he's going to deliver you from that burden. The burden could be you. Yeah. Watch it. The burden could be your mind. That he's going to bring you through your anxiety. He's going to bring you through that burden that you've placed on yourself because of your self-image or your self-esteem or not feeling good about how you're doing as a father, as a mother. You see what I'm saying? He's going to bring you through it, but then he's also going to deliver you. He's going to bring you through it. What Moses kept on saying, well, I can't, I, I, I can't speak well. I, I just, I'm clumsy in my talk. I, I, I don't know. What to, I'm going to bring you through that to your burden. And, uh, and, and I'm going to bring you, what, out of that burden. I'm going to bring you from that burden. And then I'll redeem what you lost. It doesn't mean that you'll get it all back, but I believe that God will redeem what we've lost. Watch this. If we lost our integrity and we continue to follow God, he will redeem our integrity. I used to tell teenagers all the time, they said, Pat, you know, I, I knew I shouldn't have sex before marriage, but I've done it. I've done that. And I've, I, how many times do I have to tell teenagers, hey, listen, I, Right? Well, from this time, d- don't do that anymore. College students, do, you, don't do that anymore. I, t- I tell them, don't do that anymore. And God will redeem your virginity. And those are things difficult to talk about. But those, we, we need to understand that God will redeem it. He may not give everything back to you, but he'll redeem it. Right? So what is he g- going to redeem for you? Right? Your brokenness, God will redeem that. And he'll take it. He'll make life better. You may have had a terrible first marriage, right? And you, you fought your way through it. And all of a sudden, you got through it. And God redeemed it for some of you. And he gave you an incredible marriage, right? So it could be any situation. And then uh, uh, the next one, I will take. He, remember he said, I will take you as my child. You have to claim that. I will take you as my child. I know this about me. I take my last breath. I am his child. I love to ask people that question. Man, let's say you die. Tell me about the afterlife. What do you believe about it? I know that I'm his child. Since I'm his child, the third one, he's going to take me a child, and I'll bring it to a place of peace. 
And the place of peace for me is a salvation that I have through Jesus Christ, right? That's the place of salvation. And so he was telling Moses, hey, listen, I'm, I'm going to take you. I'll take tell Israel. I'll take them, I'll take them as my child, and I will bring them to a place of peace. And the place of peace was the promised land. And they were, they were, they were just tired of being slaves. Aren't you tired of being slaves to your own mind? Aren't you tired of being slaves to the people that you... No, no, really, the people that you work for? Aren't you tired of being slaves to your attitude? Aren't you tired of being slaves to maybe uh, your complacency? Tired of being slaves. And that's what they were tired of. And then the last one, he said, I'm going to give you some rest. So he was telling the the people, he was telling Moses, listen, I'm going to bring all of them through that. And I'm going to bring them through their burden. I'm going to deliver them from their burden. I'm going to redeem them, uh, redeem them, what, I, what they've lost. I'm going, to, I'm going to take care of my child. And I'm going, to, I'm going to bring them to the place of peace. And I'll give you rest. Isn't that what you want? Isn't that what I want? I just want some rest. You know, this whole COVID thing, and the, I'm so glad you are here, but it's just amazing. It's, it's just still going on. And I want God, you know what? I just, I just want God to, to redeem all this. I want God to carry us through this burden that, man, I want to get back to the chairs being full again and two services being full again. And I, I want to get back to us taking care of preschool and, and the children so that more younger families can come. Are you, you understand? This is a burden, and I'm going, God, you're going to bring me through this burden. You're going to take me through it. You're going to see me through it. You're going to redeem what we lost. Who knows? In six months, we may be at a place that's pretty incredible that God's taken us all through. You ready? So, guys, that's, that's the message. Take care and remember that when you're, out of your, when you're out of breath, when you're despondent, you feel like you're in bondage, take a, take a deep breath and remember these I wills that God said to Moses. Well, I'm going to pray for you. And I hope that you'll take these things and... Uh, uh, use them during, during the week as you go through whatever you're going through. Watch this. And I do believe this. Uh, you you either going through it now, and if you're going, well, I don't really have anything, you're going to need this. Not because I spoke it, but listen, because it was in the Bible. That means he did it for us because one day we may need it. So I hope you remember that, all right? Well, guys, uh, I hope you have a great, great week, and I'm going to pray over us, and uh, then uh, you'll be dismissed.